0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Magic Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Cohen, and as always, I'm joined by the head coach of Magic Gaming, Jonah Edwards, and for this 2020 season recap show, we have Magic Gaming Power Forward May on the program. Thanks as always for hopping aboard. Uh, So the season is now wrapped up for Magic Gaming. They won their first round matchup against Pacers Gaming in the ticket before falling to... Hawks, Talon, GC in the following round. Uh, Previously, Orlando finished the regular season with three consecutive victories to end at seven and nine. Uh, So Jonah, now that you're able to reflect on the season, uh, what were your key takeaways as far as some things that went well and what you'd like to see to improve on for next year?
1: Yeah, you know, it's a bit unfortunate, Josh. I think that the takeaways from magic gaming the last three seasons are, are almost similar um you know you know we we had a a, a late kind of resurgence to our season obviously uh, you know winning winning three straight at the end you know at one point we're four and nine and you know seven and nine is a whole lot different than four and twelve and I kept kept reiterating that to the guys and um you know but obviously the the late season push was not enough for us here again and you know, uh, the takeaway just has to be, you know, we we have to we have to get right early on in the season. Obviously, at the start of last season, we were successful in the tip-off tournament and things like that. But, you know, obviously, with everything that happened this season, uh, we weren't able to kind of get that under, underneath us early on, and um, you know, struggled struggled a little early. You know, you can't start a season one and five and, and end up very successful in this league. So, if anything, I'd say just you know make sure we. We consistently are, are kind of beating the teams we're supposed to beat. Um, you know, we have great, great quality wins this year, but but not not necessarily against the, the teams below us in the standings. Um, so, you know, obviously taking care of business and, and never never underestimating an opponent, I think, are, are some of the biggest takeaways.
0: May you went from power forward to center, and then back to power forward. Uh, you definitely seem to adapt well to both positions and had some shining moments at both spots. Uh, did you enjoy the challenge of kind of toggling back and forth between both positions?
2: Uh, Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first time I went to power forward, everything was completely new because I had never played the position before. And um, I guess I could say like, I embraced the challenge. Like I enjoyed trying new things. And then um, my second time going back to power forward was way more familiar because I was guarding the pick and roll like 24 seven and that's something I've always been accustomed to and one of my probably my biggest strengths is guarding the pick and roll so the second time around it was very um an easy switch and um I think all around as a team it helped us uh we all were in positions that we all felt comfortable with and I think that's why we had a decent push at the end of the season, and but obviously, unfortunately, lost to the Hawks.
0: Beating some elite teams in the league throughout the year, including Kingsguard Gaming, Warriors Gaming Squad, Bucks Gaming, and T Wolves Gaming, who of course won the championship last year. Is that something, Jonah, to be encouraged by as you prepare for off-season adjustments?
1: Yeah, I think absolutely there's there's room for optimism, uh, you know, the, with the way we finished the season and, and with the quality of wins we had this year. Um, also, I, I look at the the pieces on our roster and I compare them with, you know, some of the pieces on other rosters. And, you know, I, I see that, that we have a lot of strengths and we have a lot of guys that I think um, are very valuable in this league. will be consistent, you know, uh, successful performers in this league, especially guys like May, guys like Reezy, Toxic, you know, even. Perfusion, DT, like these guys are all, you know, have been good for years and years playing this game. And, you know, I I firmly believe in all of them still yet here. So, you know, obviously, you know, we did not end the way we wanted to, but I think there's lots of things to be happy about. Um, And, and, you know, moving forward, I think we're, we're definitely in in a a solid position.
0: Did you have a, a favorite moment of the season, May, maybe a particular win or a specific play that stands out to you?
2: Uh, I guess the first thing came to my mind was uh, our wins versus the Warriors and Kings. And because those wins, I feel like as a team, we were probably more composed than we had ever been. And like, I feel like that was one of our main issues prior to those two games is um, we had the talent, but like, if we hit adversity, adversity in a game, it would kill us and we would end up losing the series. And, I feel like those two games, like, we were down in and we fought back, and that was the first time I feel like we did that in a series for both those games. So those two moments were probably my – the first two that come to my head.
0: What will your offseason look like as far as NBA 2K is concerned? Do you play on a Pro-Am team? And since this will now be your second NBA 2K League offseason – how will you be able to use your experience from this season to prepare for next year?
2: Uh, well, it'll be the same old for me. I'll, I'll get 2k. I'll naturally just play it all day. Cause I enjoy playing the game for fun. And then at night I'll play with my pro-am team, um, R.E.G. probably. And uh, we just love playing the game together and hopefully win some more championships with them in the off season. Um, So yeah, basically just playing the game, learning as much as I can about it going into the next season of the 2K League. As
0: far as the off season, Jonah, uh, what comes first as far as the process to begin building next year's team? I'm assuming in the next few weeks, uh, decisions will have to be made for who you're going to retain for next year. And then I would imagine the scouting begins for next year's pool of talent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much spot on. So yeah, here here in the next few weeks uh, you're going to start to see teams announce their retention plans, kind of who they're, who they're going to keep. What's going to be new this year actually is it, you know, we're hearing that there's probably going to be a trade window before the retention window, which is because since there was not a trade window all season, they want teams to be able to use their trades if they wanted to. So that'll be something new and unique. And obviously we'll be seeing, seeing kind of what, where that Avenue takes us as well. But you know, obviously We have something unique as well for our league and the fact that, you know, NBA 2K21 when it comes out in September is going to be completely different. Than the, than the game that comes out in December with, with the launch of the next-gen console. So we're going to see how that, that those games kind of differ. And, you know, we may – I'm going to obviously start scouting and preparing, you know, on the, on the game that comes out in September, but we may have to literally scrap all of that if the game is too much different um, in December when it comes out. So a little, a little unique there, but um, obviously, you know, I think that either way we're going to be in a, in a pretty good position here.
0: So the playoffs begin tonight around the league, and there are some – excellent matchups right out of the gate uh between next gc versus hornets venom gt and then blazer five versus mavs gaming which matchup and you guys can both weigh in do you expect to be more competitive
1: that's a good question um i, I would say the blazers and mavs matchup is is the one I'm, I'm most looking forward to watching it'll probably be the most competitive as well obviously you know the blazers are, are looking a little better now after their ticket win but you know um we'll see obviously we'll also see how how the uh, the host connections matter obviously we're still dealing with the you know one is on east coast technically and one is on west coast server so they're not exactly um you know in that in the great position there so we'll see how that kind of impacts the series i think it's a, an interesting story there
2: Any- i would uh i would go the the other way i would say the hornets and the nets will probably be more competitive kind of as Jonas talked on in the host situation, um, the Blazers are sort of known to be really good on their host and then not so good on maybe an East host. So um, I do think a few of those games will probably be lopsided where the, I think the Hornets and the Nets will be like probably a close series. So I lean towards that series.
0: Two matchups are also already set for the following round. Bucks Gaming will take on Warriors Gaming Squad, two teams that you guys beat during the regular season. And then Kingsguard Gaming, another team you guys beat, will face Wizards District Gaming. Uh, In the Milwaukee Golden State Showdown, of course, that'll feature a big-time point guard battle between Reg and CB13. In both series, which individual matchup are you guys most excited to watch?
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I think you said, you said the one for the, uh, the, the Warriors buck series, it, it has to be Reg versus, uh, CB 13, obviously probably, t- you know, two of the, the five MVP finalists, you, you know, your mind goes right there initially. And then, you know, for the Kings game, I, uh, Kings wizards, I think it's, it's really interesting. I think that we see for the first time, maybe, you know, two, two of the top five lockdowns in the league playing against each other and, and just awkward and, and crush. And then, also two of the top five leagues probably centers and in, in Dave Fry and Dad boy shots. boy so I think both those matchups you can't go wrong there
0: any thoughts may as far as a particular matchup that you're most looking forward to see and maybe it will come down to as far as who wins the series based on who wins that particular showdown at which position
2: um I'll kind of like tag on what Jonah said about the Kings Wizard series is uh I'd say they probably both those teams have two of the best defenses, if not the two best defenses in the the league. So, um I think that series you're going to see more defense played than maybe any series we've seen all year. Uh I think the guards will struggle to score on that and I think for me like that that's a fun series to watch cuz I'd rather see I guess more uh defensive plays being made than just like straight offense which I think we'll see more in like the Bucks uh, warrior series so I think both series are actually pretty opposite of each other
0: I know I've asked this before but maybe your opinions have changed which team is most capable of upsetting Raptors uprising GC of course the Raptors went undefeated all year I know Jonah you've said several times the Wizards are that team is that still the case for you
1: it probably is. Um, a big part of that is I, I just think that any any time you can you can maybe force a mismatch somewhere against the Raptors, you're in a good place. And I think the Wizards do that naturally at the center position with with Dave Fry versus versus Sick. Obviously, Sick is one of the league's best centers, but I think Dayfry is just slightly better, so um, they have an advantage there. And they do such a good job of slowing the pace of games and kind of sucking the the life out of the game a little bit. So you know they have they actually have the league's top ranked defense and not just points allowed per game, but I believe field goal attempts per game. So there, that goes to show what their pace really is. So, um, you yeah, know, that, that's where my mind goes. If they can control the ball, not let, not let Toronto get any free transition points, keep Timely Cook limited on his scoring in general, I think that that's really how you cause problems for Toronto.
0: Fan voting for MVP balloting concluded on Wednesday. And before we get the announcement of who won, I wanted to get your take on, who you think should win. Now, obviously the heavy favorite is Kenny got work from the Raptors. Uh, the other four finalists, Joni, you mentioned two of them, uh, CB 13, Dave Fry, Reg and Rhea, uh, any chance it can be someone other than Kenny, or is it a lock that Kenny is the pick? And if you had to guess who the runner up would be, who would be that guy?
1: I, I, I say it has to be Kenny. Kenny is who I voted for on my ballot. Um, if if there's a runner-up, I think the voting could probably go to Reg, uh, just because his statistically his season was pretty incredible, and obviously you know late in the season he has a fifty and twenty game and things like that, where you know maybe kind of the, the what have you done for me lately mindset may kick in. So uh, that that's probably the, the, the runner-up. But in my opinion, I would say the runner-up should be CB thirteen. I think that Kenny and CB thirteen from start to finish were the most complete players on their team and and did an incredible job controlling controlling their team and winning games.
0: Is uh, Kenny your MVP, May? And even if he is, who would be second on your list for MVP?
2: Uh, yeah, Kenny for sure is. I mean, uh, I remember last time he won player of the month, the uh, the field goal percentage and three-point percentage compared to the other finalists for that month were like crazy. He had like 77% and everyone else was like in the 50s. So I would definitely give him the MVP and – I mean, runner up, uh, it's hard. I mean, they're all kind of runner ups, I guess. Like, they all, you can make, you could vouch for any of them really. I think they all contribute to their teams, obviously, a great amount. Um, I would maybe go to Reg, because I think the way he, he learned to use his team throughout the season was an adjustment compared to, uh, I think the other people were just solid throughout the year. And I feel like Reg showed massive improvement and the ability to pass, use his, use his, like what he has on his team. Like he started using Arooks a lot more throughout the season. I think, um, I'm sure that's credit to Arooks, but I think you can also give a, a great credit to Reg for that. Um, so I would say Reg as my number two.
0: I think it's pretty obvious who the rookie of the year is going to be, and you just mentioned him, May. Reg is the only rookie who's an MVP finalist, so it's logical to assume that he'll be the rookie of the year. Uh, who would you say should be the runner-up in that category? My best guess would either be Shifty Kai, Chalk, or Splashy, right? Is there anybody else that I'm missing who theoretically could be in that conversation?
1: My, my mind goes to Crush, actually. Oh, Crush, yeah. I, don't I know guess how Robbie means... feels, but yeah. – I feel like Crush is invaluable. What he brings to the table, um, especially his intangibles, I think are almost unmatched from any any rookie in in this class. So that's that's where my vote would be. is second, it would be probably Crush.
2: Um, that's hard. Uh, I would. I want to say Chalk because he made the playoffs and he's a point guard, which I think is credit. Like I, he doesn't necessarily have like a crazy roster around him either like I think he he did a lot with the roster he had and making playoffs your first season as a point guard is pretty impressive um I actually don't think splashy gets enough credit um obviously Rhea is one of the best centers in the league so I think that sort of takes away from splashy when people look at the at the jazz but I think he had a really good season and I can speak from my own personal experience, like in a scrimmage, he's one of the harder point guards that like I play against and have to guard. So, I mean, I think it's between those two, I I'd probably lean towards uh, Chalk just because his roster probably isn't as good as Utah's.
0: Awesome. Well, thanks for both of your analysis. Uh, that is about all the time we have for, this season recap show just want to thank everyone for tuning in and we will keep you updated on future magic gaming programming whether it be podcast video or other content that you can find on the magic gaming social media channels or team website so thanks again and we'll catch you next time